and welcome to the podcast. Um, I answer to the name of... I can't remember what I've said anymore. <laughs> I, I answer to the name of Ross. Uh, and at the weekend, uh, Rossellini. Oh, yes, for true. Tuesdays, actually. <laughs> and I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies, and we've got a, a jam-packed show to talk about today. I'm going to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife briefly. You said, is, is that like you said Ghostbusters assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Ross is going to talk about Red Notice briefly. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. old <laughs> together. And then if we have time, we're going to do part two of our best and worst for film directors. And I've picked some really oh, tough yeah. directors this time, actually. I was like, ah, you some of these are really hard. Yeah. Um, only because yes, some of them I haven't seen all of their films. But anyway, before we get to that, Ross, how are you, my friend? Are you good? Um, <clears throat> I've got a cough. <clears throat> <clears throat> um, now, there's nothing that people that's... listening to a podcast like more than people coughing at them. <laughs> that's what, yeah, just coughing and dead air. That's what. That's right. <laughs> a whole podcast is coughing and dead air. Um, no, pretty good. Uh, Jenny and I went to the uh, the London Film and Comic Con yesterday, which was lovely. Oh, very nice. Uh, got a bunch of autographs for a very close friend uh, who was at another convention. And I personally met um, and had photos with Harry Manfredini because he's the absolute musical maestro of uh, Friday the 13th movies. I mean... Everyone doesn't know. <laughs> Very nice person. And, like, just what a legend. And I don't recall him ever coming to the UK before, and I thought it's Harry Man. No, I think... It'd be like, yeah, you know, the Ennio Morricone of horror, if you want to call it. Yeah, no, him, I, him I, I John think, Carpenter, I think, right? Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a great... I think that's a great way of describing it. Describing yeah. him. Ennio Morricone... Yeah, good. Well, like yeah, it. well, obviously, Miss John, obviously John Carpenter films, that's basically... But... um. <coughs> so there's that, and then also uh, uh, John Wesley Ship, uh, the original. Flash oh, the original Flash. Flash, and That's he is a cool. gentleman. He is a gentleman and a scholar. We had a very nice conversation with him, um, and yeah, yeah, lo- lovely guy. Nice. And, uh, the photos pretty entertaining because obviously we've we, we've got a bit of form with um with the Comic Con in the UK. That that's where we met the, yeah. the, the the great. I mean, what? So we met on the same day. Nick Frost, Michael yeah. Ironside, Michael yeah. Bean, and Burt Reynolds. Not a bad haul. It was all right, wasn't it? It was all right. <laughs> it could have been worse. Oh, that's very cool. So look, let's 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 start out where what we do every single episode of this podcast by talking about our most recent films we watched, both old and new. And I'm assuming your new one would be Red Notice, which I've yet not seen. Not yet seen. I can't speak this morning. It's not good for a podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> so my most recent film, my most recent recent film is well, actually it is, and I didn't even look it yesterday. I've got to do it now on, on Letterbox for anyone who doesn't uh, know. That's where I look all of my films. So if you want to catch ah. up with me, and what I did we? Uh, I didn't, um... <laughs> and and I, I, I'm, I think I'm going to regret asking this question, but how was it? <laughs> I'm writing my review right now. And it's a bit too of an extreme version. Uh, I just put absolute fucking garbage. Um, it's, <laughs> that's not really, it's not really accurate. We, oh, so Jenny and I both watched uh, Red Notice. Yeah. And I'd like to touch on a few other new films, but very, very briefly, but very briefly, just because, um, but it'll be super brief. Um, Red Notice is, uh, one friend I spoke to said it's like a film written by an algorithm. <laughs> and I sort of see that. I've never seen a two hundred million dollar film that looked in places so cheap. I so I've heard this. I've heard it's like all shot against I've blue screen. This. It's not everything. There's a scene 
not it's not everything that somebody actually so here's the thing the opening action scene conned both of us this chase through a museum it was excellent like in terms of how it was shot and the, the physicality the action and all sorts of stuff and it was fun in fact the first again 15 20 minutes or maybe even half hour let's be generous pretty enjoyable and i, I can't pinpoint a specific point when it goes downhill but it goes but it downhill. Actually, well, what it might actually be the appearance of, of uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, it, it might okay. actually be that. It might actually be that. And I really like her. I really like Gal Gadot. And there's something about when she first appears. <clears throat> Let's not do too much of this because you should watch it. Oh no, I'm I, amazed you have. I'm amazed you haven't watched it yet. Because you know, rock. The honest answer is right. Yeah, and and this is this is. I I said this to you right yesterday when we were when when I messaged you and I was like. This should be the film that night one I'm queuing up to watch, right? Because I, I like because Ryan it's Reynolds. And it's the biggest watched <laughs> film of Netflix of all time, like on yeah. the first day or whatever. And yet, and yet, mm. and it's partly due to mm. the fact that I'm so balls deep in some TV shows at the moment with such limited sure. time that I'm sure. really having to be picky with what I watch. Um, but yeah, it, I, I'm just not... I, I, I don't want to ruin it, week. I, I don't want to ruin it. You should watch it because I'd really like to hear your thoughts on this. And I'm going to just say a few pointed things. Ryan Reynolds needs to stop playing Deadpool. He does. I mean, I've said this 100%. a number of times. He And Free Guy, he wasn't Deadpool. That's why no. I like partly about Free Guy. He, I mean, he had moments of, as he got more confident, he became a bit more, you know, I don't want to, word, I don't want to use the word snarky because in this, in Red Notice, he is 98% snuck. Like every line of dialogue for him, he's like Bugs Bunny, and there's a world where that works really well. I, I yeah. like Deadpool and I like Ryan Reynolds. I really I like The Rock to a degree, although, like I say, that we like, know Rock fatigue. Rock fatigue. I'm just, but I don't think I'm unjustified. I don't think I'm unjustified, particularly when you watch this one and let me know what you think. I do thing, think you're unjustified, but. Okay, but I, you know, I, I wish I wasn't. I really think I'm not. I think. For, for, for film, this film more than any other symbolizes this kind of machine that he seems to be like either a part of or in control of. I don't know how much in control he really is. It feels like just just watch it. I mean, the problem with Ryan Reynolds is that any one of his retorts, like any like the Rock, here's the other thing. Very briefly, the Rock makes a really good straight man for Ryan Reynolds. That works really well. One of the problems with Hobbs and Shaw is they were both constantly just yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And I just, I just got so bored of that. You almost needed, with Hobbs and Shaw, you almost needed One Vin of them Diesel. to be the straight man. Well, you almost needed Vin Diesel to be the straight man, right? Maybe. Well, not, that's a kind of a weird word to use for Vin Diesel. But, <laughs> but, um, but, 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 but actually, no, the other, the other version of this is the Hitman's Bodyguard, where Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds were both, fuck you, motherfucker. No, fuck you, motherfucker. And that is just, boring as shit you need one of them to be the professional and the other yeah. one which they both claimed to be and then one of them needs to be but and in many ways that is what happens here like that is the rock is kind of the straight guy to ryan reynolds is constant but it's constant to a point where you just go there were three or four moments where i went that one was a good one that one was a good one like that moment was a good one but but the entire movie i'm not joking the entire movie is that imagine if every time you said something oh you really love me no no you really hate me you know, you really, or whatever or like oh what do you, do you say know, big guy it's like funny after you... a while your brain just goes like, yeah and it's funny you mentioned because this, you're right? not getting anything else you're not yeah, getting it's anything funny. else then it's funny you mentioned Sorry. this because we were no no it's okay we went to watch a play last week we went to watch elf the christmas spectacular mm. 
right? Based on the uh, based on the film Elf, obviously. Oh. And there's a character in it, right, who is so ridiculously over top, over the top, and stupid. And we're not talking about Buddy, like. And he has like these these four or five scene stealing moments, and he, he right. absolutely mugs it up more than I've ever seen anyone mug it up. But in those sure. four or five moments, perfect, right? Of course, everyone those yes, moments absolutely. is perfect. If he was doing that in every single I'm scene, not exagger- I'm not exaggerating. Every I'm not exaggerating. His only mode was responding. And then, like, well, aren't we in it, Mr. Pally Pants? Or what? Just like, what? Will you stop it? <laughs> if you're, and if you're, and if you're that, <laughs> and you're just a moron, okay. But he's supposed to be one of the, the best feeds in the world. You know, all of this stuff. You just yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I'm really sorry. Thank you. Any individual, but I'm moment, out. any seven, <laughs> right? Any seven moments, and it really becomes great. Particularly, like I say, we've been watching it for half an hour, and I start messaging people. Yeah, and yeah, going, yeah. I always know we are bored because I get a message saying I'm watching Red It's not even bored. It's not even bored because you just go, there's not a lot needed to make Red Notice really enjoyable. There's not. Like, cut some of that out. And like, the set pieces are most involved. There's, there's an absurd amount of CGI. And just very quickly on the CGI without getting into this too. Again, I, I know we've taken too long on this already, but, but a <laughs> couple of things. But Ryan Reynolds' thing is massive. Yeah. They also make Gal Gadot sort of like him two later on not straight away which is very which is very yes it's not okay right because you can't do it they have and i there is a reveal near the end that is i know this is easy to say one of the worst reveals i've ever seen in a film and we genuinely were both like fuck off you know when you it's supposed to be the big and you go this you know this is what's really happening yeah yeah you know and I, I don't want to spoil it. You might have even heard about it. And I, we just went, I, I, I haven't. I've, I've not really known. Right, right, right. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to spoil it. Song. Don't spoil it. Now, the CGI, but this is my last point because <laughs> yeah, I go on about it forever. But I mean, really, the, the blue screen thing, there's a few sequences where you will just go, what, why, what? Like, you will just be like that. And one of them is a scene where Gal, Ryan Reynolds, and The Rock are in a scene together. And there is no way that Gal was with them. So oh, they've done this thing where they, where, they comp, where they comp her into now it's different when they just cut from shot to shot you wouldn't necessarily notice that if they're you know just in a normal scene yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Something. but they do this thing where they kind of comp her in trying to be clever into like the mids and the wides and you just go now look maybe it's different when you make films maybe maybe but it was so like it was a bit like it's well a you big, say that though, a bit I don't rare. think it is because there are like I've noticed two or three people, people who've noticed right. who've mentioned this right, right. so right. I, I absolutely don't think it's you I, I okay, genuinely good. think it, it okay. it's it's other people there's, noticing this shit there's and there's actually a shot where she's talking to the rock you'll see you'll you'll get me it's over the rock's shoulder basically and it's exa- the, the thing that came straight to mind was Phantom Menace where. You were, there was these shots of you and McGregor, oh, yeah, who, was, yeah. who was like, who was like talking to Jar Jar Binks, but looking over his shoulder. Yeah, it was like that. It's it's exactly like that. Oh, it's great. exactly like that. Well, that's like, twenty two years later, mate. Can't wait. <laughs> to Please see watch it. it just because. <laughs> just see how far. You, I mean, you'll finish it. If, look, if I can, if we can finish it, uh, yeah, and be yeah, furious, yeah. you will finish it for yeah. sure. But just yeah, sorry, well, I know it's been way too long. Thankfully. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife was was much better than that. Good. Let me just let me just quickly mention three things, and I won't even Go. talk about unless you want to very very, very quickly, good. because there's wordiness here. 
<clears throat> we, I saw Raging Fire, the new Donnie Yen film in the oh, cinema. Oh, I really if want to see that. Anyone, anyone who can see it at the cinema should see it at the cinema. It is fucking amazing. It is too long, about only a little bit, and the last half hour makes up for it completely. Like, you won't even... Okay. The last yeah, half I'm, hour I'm is 100% the, with you on this. I'm if gagging you cinema, to see that. Please do it. I trust we're going to talk about old later. We will absolutely talk about old. Yes. Okay, good. And then, and then the last one is I saw, because I saw the play a couple of weeks ago, again, I watched Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. I've and heard I, the films look I, great. I, no, okay. Maybe it's because I love the show. There are very significant differences between the show and the film, including a number of musical sequences that aren't in it and an added sequence for a particular character. I loved it. I mean, I loved it probably because I loved the show, so I won't yeah. make any bones about that. I think the complaints about him being too old, Ben Platt being too old, are total bullshit because, of course, he's too old. He himself uses the example of Greece, which is completely fair. <laughs> it's a completely valid... It's a completely valid... Um, yeah, really um, valid. Thing. He's the only person... And by the way, he's, he was 26, 26, 27 when he did it. He does not look like... He does look 20s. Of course he yeah. does. But he does not look absurd. His performance is extraordinary. And... No, that's as far as I'm going to go. I'm not going to... Cool. What I'm saying I, is pe- I, I, pe- anyone who's been put off by that should just dismiss that out. It's, okay. it's not a valid criticism of I, the film. It's it, not. It's on my list, but it's quite far down. Um, I want to watch... Fair um, everyone's talking about Jamie first, which is obviously of, of a similar ilk, right? I would like, like to watch that. I've never seen I've never seen the show. But I would no, like me that. neither. Um, and your old film, Ross, what is the, the film of not the recent years that you have most recently watched? And I can't say old, because old is this year. Oh, old is this <laughs> um, year. It feels fucking my, my old, recent, though. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know. So my most recent old film, aside from seeing a double bill of both Raid films at the Prince Charles this week, which was nice. fucking amazing. Amazing. That's is a, a 1991 fucking... film. That's a very it long was, time was, in the cinema. Do you know what? It was, do you know what? Including a QA and a in the middle with Gareth, which was amazing. It was fantastic Q&A. What was that, about eight and hours? We cin- <laughs> well, we were in the cinema for five hours and 40 minutes or something. Yeah, that's a crazy. fucking long time. But you know what, though? It went pretty quick. Yeah. The, Raid, no, no, the first Raid film it's better than I remembered it. I remember being a bit lukewarm on the original raid. There's a, and there's a couple of sequences that I still am a little bit. I'm lukewarm actually, on the second raid because it, it, I love the it waffles oh. a bit. It, it, it it's, does. it's a bit over long, the second one. The first one's really kind of, the first uh, one's yeah, quite a tight, yeah. constructed, you know, simple yeah. idea. And the raid two just kind of, whilst it has well, some excellent is, action, yeah. it just, it's yeah. that thing of, well, becomes, here's more uh, money, here's more time, here's more creative freedom. Yeah. It's a Tarantino effect, right? Not to that extent, but you yeah. give someone all the money, all the freedom and all the power. And the thing that made made the early film as good as it was gets lost because now I'm like, I can do more. It's like, well, yeah, but you don't have to. True. Although without getting too into the weeds, the Raid 2 story was actually a, a, a film he was originally going to do before the Raid. And because of the success of the raid, he kind of implemented the raid character into yeah, the crime. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. So, no, so, so, so I like them both. So it's a basically a, it's like a the second one is this sort of sprawling crime opera with side characters and things that maybe it's it's easy for anyone to say. And and, and I could I could completely say, yeah, you could cut half an hour out of that film. You know what I mean? But actually, I really yeah, I can't, I'm not gonna disagree <laughs> with you. But at the same time, I actually quite particularly the second time round, I really enjoyed the work it's, in it if that makes it's sense. good it's you it's know, a it's a yeah. good film um, but i get your point i do get your point oh so the actual last film fuck me sorry <laughs> wait for you there mate no no rush right sorry 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 1991 film called rum starring a very young patrick dempsey so which i saw you post about superb. this yeah and i'm 100 sure i've not seen this 
it's a great touch. It's a touchstone movie from that time when they were churning out like little genre movies. Uh, 89 minutes, superb, like fairly light, but thriller. You know, where uh, a very cocksure law student has to drive a car across the country for his uh, or state for his for his employer. Uh, it, it gets broken down and he sort of stops in this kind of uh, sort of slightly lawless outskirts town. A bit yeah. like a Vegas, but not, it's near Atlantic City. Uh, and it's run by he doesn't know it's run by this crime lord. And he, he goes gambling basically to just to pass the time and he accidentally gets mixed up with the gang lord's son who's that when I say son the son's like 45 or something See. and the, 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 the gang lord's son doesn't um, just won't have him winning it gets to the point where he literally physically attacks him but basically ends up dying by his own hand like just trips over and smashes his head open sort of thing <laughs> and then then Kelly Preston who plays the croupier turns to him and just says run you don't understand what you're in run and basically the whole town are after him Nice. And, it, and everyone's in, and it's really great. And it is, I can't emphasize this enough, 89 minutes. It is terrific. There's one good cop, of course, as well. Okay. It's that kind of thing. It's, I don't need to go into it more. It's hugely worth it. I've only seen it a few times. I will add it to my list. Just, that sounds like my kind of it's film. It's terrific. You will go, how was it? When uh, you watch did, it on Amazon like, or? Well, uh, I, I had to find it on YouTube, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but it's, Off but it's way. excellent. Awesome. Excellent. I'll add that to the list. Um, so I'm going to yes. do this really quick because I want to get onto old yeah, then. then I'll, I'll, no, that's fine. Um, yeah. So I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife yesterday. Um, I, I really get why that. some people really have not liked it. Um, okay. I absolutely get it. It is over nostalgic. It absolutely plays far too close to Ghostbusters at times. Mm. Um, it relies like too much on themes, story points, music, it overuses right. the music from Ghostbusters far too Oh, really? Much. The original score, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and, and like, it plays so hard on that nostalgia thing that, that absolutely people will be put off by it. However, right. I fucking loved it. I fucking adored it. Oh, I, I, like, cool. I, I absolutely fell in love with the new cast. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it had some really nice ideas. Unfortunately, the trailer has almost all the best moments of the film in. Oh, um, literally, there are there are there are not a great deal of ghosts and not much more outside of the what you see. And and this is my problem, right? Like like I, I thankfully I didn't really pay too much attention to. It. I've stopped. I've started. If it's a film I really want to see, I've started looking away in the cinema at trailers. Oh, you know what. You say that, a friend of mine, so when I went to see Raging Fire, my friend Cheryl, who we saw the film with, um, when the Matrix trailer came up, she literally put her hand in front of her eyes. Yeah. And you know what? I don't blame her. I, it sounds, uh, for a moment, I went, mm-hmm. and then I was like, actually, do you know what? I was doing it with Bond. By the time we got to the, yeah, by the time we got to the yeah. 18th Bond trailer, I'm like, yeah. I, I've seen almost all this film, right? I don't want to yeah. see any more. Yeah, not wrong. So, so like... However, it's lovely. It, it, it's touching. There are a couple of moments in it that genuinely will bring a tear to your eye um, <clears throat> about loss and grief and friendship and stuff like that. And, and you know, um, stay till the very, very end because there are two end credit sequences as well. One mid-credit, one end credit. Both are actually worth watching, unlike like the Eternals ones, which were just not. Right. Um, and yeah, so really, 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 really enjoyed it. It'll probably be there or thereabouts in my top ten, or just outside my top ten of the year. It was a solid wow. eight out of ten. For, well, it's a, it's a, it's a high seven, realistically. But 
but with a dose of nostalgia and love for the original film, it kind of pushed it for a, a low eight for me. So I'm going to be I generous. I want to try and sit. So I really want to try and sit this week if I can. Yeah, it's lovely. So we've got a very it's, busy week, but uh... it, it, it is a bit long and it does take a while to get going. Um, mm-hmm. So it's flawed, but it's good. Uh, old film. Um, I watched Casino Royale. Um, the uh, uh, the um, Daniel Craig version as we start carrying on watching our way through the Bond films very slowly at the moment. I'm just really not getting time to watch films. Um, and um, yeah, it was. I I I I may I, I'm really interested to see how I feel after Skyfall, but it could well be my favorite Daniel Craig, if not one of my favorite Bond films. Full stop. It's just it's so original, it's so unique. It doesn't rely on the tropes of Bond almost at yeah. all. Um, and like there's so many, and after the fucking horrific CGI of that last fucking Brosnan film, like so much, like everything in this film is practical, give or take. Like enhancements, yeah. backgrounds. That it's, kind not of stuff obvious, like. it's not obvious CG. No, no, there's no, like, Daniel Craig's not surfing a fucking, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just brilliant. And I know some people have an issue that goes on too long. And I, I actually think if you take the ending away, the Venetian yeah. falling bit, um, I mean, it, it might be. That it's I, really funny. It is really funny to think about the fact that that set piece, there's a reason why it feels too long, that set piece. Because you, you do need a final battle. You want yeah. him shooting out. But the main problem I feel with that set piece is there's no focal villain. There's no... Because Matthew Nicholson's done by then, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's you need, done. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you needed like the equivalent of a stamper or a yes. Jaws. You needed, you needed a focal villain for him to go after. Because otherwise it's just shooting. But I still... It's a great sequence. I, I think that's but probably... It doesn't, but it doesn't, it doesn't serve the film. No. Yeah. I think I think they shouldn't have got rid of Mr. White at the end and had him the end villain. Like the right. end villain should have been like like Mr. White's boss almost. Right. Yeah. Or but just or some or at least a physical threat for Bond. Yeah. yeah. No. Like I, an, I, an individual. An individual. You know. That I don't disagree with. But it, and, and like like the action is the best action in any Bond film. Like the parkour sequence. The it's never been topped. The car. Been topped. Even the car crash. Even just the, the opening. The opening yeah. black and white fight in the toilet. Oh, absolutely it's brutal. Just super, super. It's, it's super. so good. Like the whole, yeah. I f- I'd forgotten about the whole bit in Miami with the with the plane and like yeah. the, f- I'd forgotten all about that. And I was just like, oh my God, what the fuck? This is amazing. Mm. It's so good. Martin Campbell, absolutely. Is probably, I think he's my favourite Bond he's director. Probably, he probably he probably is the best Bond director. Him and yeah. John Glenn, I think, for real. Yeah. Like, like well, do you know, best. John Glenn, I wasn't as much of his, his first couple of films. I was like, yeah. He, John Glenn yeah. gets much better as a director. He, that's what I mean. He grows He grows into Yeah, he grows film. into yeah. it. So, so the, uh, the only other film I want to, uh, uh, of note to, to, to read out is I watched um, Reminiscence. Oh, no. Oh no! Like the, tra- the trailer, the trailer was oh like like incomprehensible, mate. mate if you yeah, want to watch yeah. the most boring film of twenty twenty one, like like to the point where this old Red Notice, any one of them yeah. could be the worst film of the year. Red Notice is still touching it just, but Reminiscence is just criminally fucking. Oh, you up. mean SAS? You mean you mean SAS Red Notice? Yes, yes, that one. Yeah, there are two. There are two bad films with the words. I mean, that's just criminal. Right, making, look, let's quickly. Sense. 
Let's move on and get on to, oh, we want to talk about that one quickly. And then we'll get on to the best and worst director stuff. Um, so you finally got around to watch. It's so funny, right? Like, like we, you were texting me as you watched it um, or WhatsApping me when you were watching it. I'm going to have to read out some of these messages because some <laughs> of them are just brilliant. Um, <clears throat> so the first one I got is I, I'm about 10 minutes into old. The writing is amazingly, hilariously awful. The kid is supposed to be night, right? He even has his hair. The writing has to be clearly. The writing has to be this bad on purpose. <laughs> They've just found a dead porn star. I mean, body. Framing is so weird. The kid just aged. We're supposed to take it seriously. This is amazing. And I put it gets worse, honestly. And you were. I can't wait. Um, it might have been like this. Might have been okay as a thirty-minute TV show or anthology story, but it's one hundred and eight minutes. I'm hoping the black guy turns into Danny Glover by the end. <laughs> that was the one yes. that killed me. Um, Rufus, well, yeah, because it's insane. He doesn't Rufus age, Sewell. by the way. That black guy doesn't age. No, 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 he doesn't. Just slash the black and he's guy's been, cheek for and just no to be reason. Clear, just, oh, yeah. And just to be clear, that black guy's been there for a day before they got there. Yeah. And this How is, is my possible? I know. And this is my favourite, right? At 17, at 5.33, you put the child girl, the girl child is pregnant. Yes. Um, then at 7.34, you put the baby is now dead. <laughs> and that's just the best way to sum up old. It dies, it dies a minute later. It it's like the minute best minute student film of all time. They're yes, all just sitting so around, mostly not doing anything. They occasionally do something fucking insanely stupid to try and escape. Russ yeah. doesn't work that way. Oh, yeah, Russ doesn't. So she, she cuts him with a rusty knife, right? And then <laughs> Rust, like Venom, spreads through his body. Like, why would it? Do that. Russ doesn't do that. What? <laughs> and also, does, she gave, and also, she but she but she cut him like once, like a a, a nick. And it's oh. like, why would it? Why would it get through? What? It's, that, I mean, look, that's that's the least of its worries. But it's, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that made. I have to say, Ross. Right, those that series of texts made my day. <laughs> I was absolutely dying. Um, it's it's so fucking inept. It is. But I it mean, has to be on purpose. I'm not sure it is in it because I think you have to do it on purpose. No, I don't see how you do it. You know, I would I would agree if it wasn't for the fact I have seen other M Night Shyamalan films. Well, well, yeah. And at that point, you go like I was going to put I was going to put him on this list of best worst directors for uh, best worst films for today. It's no point because they're all the worst. Like literally outside <laughs> of Sixth Sense, right? Yeah, which. I still think he's overrated. And, but and by the way, poss possibly unbreakable. Possibly, possibly unbreakable. But then because in terms a mood of the, to that. A mood the worst, to that. I mean, no, it's all of, oh, it's all of and, and the happening. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how can you split those two? I mean, so I here's, can... the pro Do you know, here's the problem, right? It might be the best worst film of the year, but it might be my number one film of the year. Because, because, <laughs> because, because I never, I wasn't bored for a second. I was constantly going, what's happening? But unlike Red Notice, I was going, he just said that. <laughs> like, like, why would... I was, I was 100% bought into so the film. Hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But was, for all the wrong laughing, reasons. Of course. But in terms of enjoyability, it might be my favourite film of the year. Because, I mean, because it's just... I, by the way, I haven't stopped thinking about it. I haven't stopped thinking about... Um, the, the the porn star at the beginning who, who wanders off for a skinny bit because she just looks like a porn star. Not that that matters. I don't know. She she what? absolutely is a porn star. I mean, I don't know so if she what? actually is, but she certainly oh, that's is. That's what I mean. But she's, yeah, she is. <laughs> so, and like, also, if the island 
if if everything gets healed, like your skin when you get cut gets healed, yeah, yeah. why does the why does the rap star, by the way, mid-sized sedan as a name for a rock rap star? I, I, literally listen, listen, who, does he does he perform with hatchback and like I was like, like his name is mid-sized sedan. Prius. Like surely he, he pulls with Prius and hatchback. Like, and, like, when I've written scripts, I've occasionally <laughs> put in a holding name because I was like, I need a good, I like, I need a name for this guy, right? Like, but like, I, I need, I, I don't know what it's going to be at the moment. So I'll just call him Ross or I'll call him Phil, right? I'll do something sure, like that. No. Mid-sized sedan is literally a holding name for a rapper. It's like, oh, um, I'm going to call him mid-sized absurd. sedan. Yeah, he works with co- co- hoodless convertible. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and lowrider Stan or something. I don't right, yeah, know. Right. I mean, Jesus but, but But the point is, if, if if the island heals it, like the tumour getting bigger and bigger and all of that stuff, yeah. why does his nose keep bleeding? If it heals things when you, whenever you get cut and it heals immediately, like immediately, yeah. why does his nose keep bleeding? I don't understand. I mean, this is a really, really good question. Um, I mean, I ab- is, among but... a million other good questions. Absolutely just, amazing. It's amazing. I, it's amazing. Just, it might be in the film of the year. It I might, just, might be. It's... What was the what was the film we, you you forced me to watch? Deadly, the plain one, earlier oh, on this the year. Best thing ever, uh, Deadly Mile High Club. Deadly Mile High Club, right? Deadly Mile High Club is like this is like Deadly Mile High Club, but yeah. but probably more. <laughs> but like, like you could watch them on a on a on a um, you could watch them together, and they'd make the most entertaining double bill, but you would probably then die shortly afterwards of just like your brain just going, fuck you. I mean, that'd be fine. <laughs> now, sorry, I'm going to throw one thing into the agenda because there's one thing we haven't discussed and I think we fucking have to discuss it because even okay. briefly, but you made me watch Apex. Why did you make <laughs> me watch Apex? Apex was, was right. literally so, let me tell you one of the worst things I've ever seen. Let me tell you a reason to watch it, and to everyone watching it, uh, who, who should watch Apex. Neil McDonough is a reason to watch Apex. He's brilliant. Because uh, right? Neil McDonough is brilliant, and Lachlan Monroe is having a good time. So just to make people clear, that understand what this is, it's another film directed by Edward Drake, who I'm convinced has something on either Bruce Willis or his agent. I, I just, I don't <laughs> understand where, the, I don't understand where this person has come from, let alone, if you yeah, look at yeah. it's like, he seems to have just sprung into existence to do four Bruce Willis films. So whether he's a persona of someone, anyway, there's all that shit. Um, Apex, which is quite a good title, <laughs> is... Or Apex Predator the, in some territories. Well, there's that. Well, yes, and that makes sense too. Yeah. Um, it's a most deadly, you know, most dangerous game thing. Man on an Hard target. Hunters, all, of, yeah, all of us surviving the game, and death, death ring. There's so many of them. There's so many of them. They're all usually enjoyable. But the difference with Apex is they couldn't, Bruce Willis presumably refused to do anything. Anything. So he so he watches the hunters kill each other. Arguing, in, in, yeah, in the, they, the they are like, arguing about killing each other. On a so scale of one to ten, they are the most inept people call, ever. Well, not just inept. They like they seem to forget that they're hunting him. Yeah, and, but I but I'm not joking. I think this was rewritten on the spot because he just refused to throw a punch or fire a gun or whatever. He doesn't fire guns. He, well, he occasionally fires a gun, but he doesn't actually kill. But no, he, but he, he does, doesn't so, kill any of them. He doesn't no, kill any of them. And there's he just so stands much, around like. And it's, when he oh, does have interaction, yes. did you notice when he does have interaction, none of it is, you can't see his face in any of it. So there's no, fight no, no. scenes where the whole fight and the whole shooting bit, you just see his arm and his chest. And it's like, well, but that's blatantly really not Bruce Willis. Yeah. There was, there's a scene 
I'm positive. You might have to confirm this to me. I'm positive that there's a scene where he's watching. It's one of the first scenes where he watches the hunters argue. It's before Lockheed Munro gets killed. And they're over his shoulder. And they're over the shoulder of a black guy. I'm 99% sure you see. Is it? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think you're right. And it's a black guy. I'm pretty sure I'm right. This is the whole like Halle Berry Blade thing again. Uh, right. Halle Berry or, Catwoman or even, thing again. Or right? even one of Steven Seagal's <laughs> movies, Mercy for Justice or Today You Die. Well. I watched Mercy for Justice or Today You Die on the same day one day many years ago. Why did you do that? And he's doubled by a black guy. He's, he's doubled by a black guy in a fight and he's doubled with dreads, by the way. And he's doubled by a black guy at one point when they get out of a car. There's four or five of them talking in a car, four of them talking in a car. And these people get out of the car, including a guy wearing Steven Seagal's suit, and it's a black guy. Oh, like, dude. for real. I'm not joking. Like, that's real. And I watched it going, what? I, I mean, <laughs> why, like, why, what? My, in one week, I watched Apex and Reminiscence, and it completely, <laughs> it, it completely flipped up like my worst films of 2021 so far like oh, like yeah. lit i mean nothing nothing so far is going to touch sas red notice because that is no well, that is just ah, boring you haven't watched, well you have yes not, i haven't, you watched, haven't watched nemesis yet um, you really should make your business to watch nemesis you um really but, but reminiscent and apex like mm-hmm. like they're they're bad for different reasons sas red notice was just fucking just everything was wrong about it like but yeah, yeah it yeah, was it was awful. It was bad decision. Reminiscence. So look- I, I just on reminiscence. I saw the trailer. I saw it in the cinema. Funnily enough, but I was like, "This is never coming out in the cinema, even with Hugh Jackman." <laughs> never, it like, just never. And here's the funny thing: I, the first thing in my head was, <clears throat> "They're trying to pretend that Christopher Nolan made this." Yeah, no, a hundred percent. The mood of a trailer. This is like they're trying <sighs> to make you think. Did the trailer have for real? <sighs> Well, well, almost. Though, it, had, it, it had that absolute. Um, everything about it was like Nolan-esque, for whatever it was. Yeah. I hate using that word. It absolutely was. Like until until the end, when you realise it doesn't say a film by visionary director Christopher Nolan or whatever. No, 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 um, no, no. But it, it does. It's Jonathan like Nolan. Nolan. The film oh, is Jonathan, Jonathan Nolan, Nolan produced. Oh, it's even. Oh, it's even weirder. Than, well, actually, it's not weirder. It's totally understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was produced by Jonathan Nolan and and. Um, mm. The the woman that directed it, both of them worked on um, West uh, Westworld. So, so that oh, okay. you, you're absolutely spot on with that. So let let let's get on to our part two um, of directors. So last time out, I think we did a Scorsese, we did a Spielberg, we did like all these kind of, we did a Ridley. So we did all these uh, all these directors, and and Ross very rightly said to me, well, there was so many you missed out, and I was like, ah, I did it on purpose, Ross, because I want to do a part two. Um, <laughs> so this improvising time improvising right there. Improvising right there, indeed. So this time, we're going to look at Sam Raimi, uh, Coppola, Tony Scott, the other Scott, Guy Ritchie, Stanley Kubrick, Peter Jackson, Stephen Sodenberg, The Coens, uh, Guillermo del Toro, Catherine Bigelow, and Oliver Stone. A, a, a quirky selection of directors, I think. Before um, we do that, are you yeah, aware? Now, I'm just going to ask this because you've watched Reminiscence. Yes. Did you know that the original title was The Jade Earring? What? The original title was for Jade Earring. Is that yeah, relevant? That, yes, it kinda, but no. Okay, I just it, it doesn't uh, matter. I'm just honestly, I just picked up on that on my IMDb. Yeah, no, it's it's just one of those things where yeah, mm, the whole film's shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> so look, let's work through. And and the idea here is this is the best, our favorite and least favorite, um, the best mm-hmm. and worst of the films of theirs we've seen. You know, I haven't seen every, like going through this, I realised that I've not seen that many Stanley Kubrick films. Um, I've not seen a huge amount of um, 
of Francis Ford Coppola films outside of the, the usual. So I can only pick the ones I've seen, right? So we can't, I can't mm-hmm. go, oh, so this is bad. Well, same, well same, same, exactly. Yeah, so we have to. We, we it has to be out of the ones we've seen, which which makes it for some quirky decisions sometimes. Because you know, so let's get started. And I'm going to well, let's start with Ross. You can go first with Sam Raimi, uh, the great okay. Sam Raimi, one of my favorite um, so, quirky directors. So your favorite Sam so, Raimi, our yes. best Sam Raimi film. The favorite. I'm sort of going with favorites as opposed to yes. best. I guess so far, but but hopefully. I think that favourite is still mostly in incom- incom- yeah, yeah, yeah. quality. So. I'm just However, calling the episode best, Raimi, and, best and worst because it's I easiest. <laughs> I, I agree. And I think I think you'll get why particular Sam Raimi is a particular is the most specific example of favourite over maybe best. Yeah, oh hundred percent. The best yeah, yeah. the best Sam Raimi film was Evil Dead 2. But I'm aware that it's not the best made Sam Raimi film. I don't know, it's not the most Absolutely. well thought of. But Evil Dead 2 is his best film. And, so and, are we doing best and worst? Yeah, yeah. You do best, I'll do best. Worst, worst. Right. So, so do you know, I'm, I'm with you on that. Evil Dead 2 is my favourite yeah. Sam Raimi film, the best Sam Raimi film, the one I enjoy the most. It's fucking batshit mental. Army of Darkness almost kicks it in. Yeah. Because I sure. love, there's just something about like full on 100% Bruce Campbell. Um, but other than that, I mean, yeah. It's not, better than, it's not better than Evil Dead 2. And, but, and I love Army I love. I probably love Army of Darkness more, actually. Yeah. But in terms of just how insane it gets. Now, there's also, let's, without skipping too quickly, arguably his best film is Spider-Man 2. Uh, oh, 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 arguably. Like, and it's and still one of the best plans. There are other ones, but... Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. So, so worst. worst. This is not difficult, Spider-Man 3. Oh, Oz the Great and Powerful. I haven't seen it. I'm not going to watch like, that. Like, I will never it's... watch that film. No, no, no. And please, <laughs> no, and please don't. Yeah, there we go. Um, uh, yeah, no, Spider-Man 3 is particularly weak. I can't, I cannot disagree with you on that one. It's, it is it is not a good film in the slightest. Um, my, other, my other option. And to be fair to Sam Raimi, that was primarily <coughs> studio shit. It was primarily yeah, studio yeah, yeah. shit. Um, and my, my other option was going to be The Gift because The Gift should be the film I liked. But for me, it doesn't work at all. Because also I love, a, I was going to say, A Simple Plan might be one of his best films, but that's yeah, not yeah. the story. No, The, gift, um, the Gift's an no, interesting the gift one. Doesn't, it, yeah, because I feel like it doesn't work. And I, I, I liked the idea of it. Yeah. But mm. uh, Oz the Great and Powerful is 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 just beyond shit. Yeah. Um, Francis Ford Coppola, this was a really hard one for me because looking at it, I'm like, I haven't seen that many of his films, weirdly. Um yep. I realized f- the same thing. I realized there's so few that I've seen of his actually. Yeah, and, and and that's a kind of a nice thing to know, is like there's ones to watch. But so I I I went I went with the obvious and the obvious, really. Uh, my best mm-hmm. and worst are two sides of the of a coin. Um, the Godfather Part Two is the best, nah. and the Godfather Part Three is the worst. So for me, that for me, for me, I totally see that. The reason I didn't do the Godfather Two, it's going to sound weird, is I think the Godfather Two is in its best when you watch Godfather One and Godfather Two together. I think they work so brilliantly together. Mm. But I have difficulty just saying the Godfather Two is good by itself. If that makes sense, I, I, I mean, it is good. It's, no, 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 ama- I, it's it's fucking amazing. But I just I 100 get that, together. and you are right. The one for me, Francis Ford Coppola, uh, my favourite film of his is The Conversation, which I don't oh, know if you've seen. Okay. Gene Hackman film. It's no, I have Splendid, splendid movie. It's a paranoid thriller along the lines of well, all those seventies paranoid thrillers. <laughs> um, and I, I really love it. It's a very elegant film. It's got a great. There is a twist in the tale and all, all of that stuff. For me, the, the least favourite of his films, I can't call it a terrible film, but I just, 
the um, the conceit of the film makes you kind of sick. Did you ever see Jack? Oh yeah, do you know Jack was really close to being on my list, really close. But I just yeah. there's something about putting a Robin Williams film on my list feels wrong. I I sort of agree with you, but it is my least favorite of Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, and and I think I'll never I think ever that's see fair. it again. I think I think that is fair. Um, Next so be interesting. <laughs> nah, well, not as interesting as you think because I think we're absolutely oh. going to align on this. Um, Tony Scott film, the best Tony Scott film. Um, look, look, everyone knows my opinion on Top best Gun. Or, right? Best or best or favorite? Best or favorite? Well, yeah, everyone I've got, knows. I've my... gone with best. I've gone with best on this one. <laughs> I've gone with best as well. Um, oh. Everyone knows my opinion on Top Gun. Um, it is my second favorite film of all time. I love it dearly, but. Is it Tony Scott's best film? No. Tony Scott's best film, by a long way, by a long way, and I'm a big fan of his work, for me, is True Romance. Yes, it is. It um, is, right. We agree. Great. Yes. Uh, and so his worst film is Domino, say- right? Yes, it is. Yes, it, it is. is. See, Although I knew we'd align on this. It is, my, it is responsible for one of my favourite moments in the cinema of all time when you told that couple to shut the fuck up. It was the best. <laughs> It was my fate, one of my favourite moments in the cinema of all time. That couple who wouldn't shut up sitting next to me. <laughs> shut the fuck up! <laughs> so I think fun. I was polite. I think it I said, so could you please shut no, the fuck were, yeah. up? <laughs> yeah, you did say please. You did say please. You were polite. Um, I'm just going to give a nod, because I was going to say, if you picture a romance, I don't think we can ignore Crimson Tide. Oh, no, no, you, you absolutely can't, right? So if you're taking True Romance as much as I want True Romance, I think I'll take Crimson Tide simply okay. because extraordinary film. And, and, and it gets and, better every time I see it. it yeah, no, it does. It. Uh, it's such a good film. But, but I mean, God, fuck me, True Romance is just... It is the best. It's the it's, best one. It's, it's, it's the best Tarantino film. It is. Pretty <laughs> yeah. much, barring Jackie Brown, maybe. Yeah, it's the best Tony Scott film. It's the best Tarantino film. It's... it's best Christian Slater film. The best Christian Slater <laughs> film. It's yeah. just like... it's. It has just every moment of that film is just next to perfect. So it's it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, next up, um, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, no, oh, sorry, Guy Ritchie. Guy, Guy Ritchie. Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. I've missed Guy Ritchie. Um, next up mm. is the Ritchie guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, look, probably not going to surprise you to know that I went with Lockstock for my favourite. Yeah, I think, it, I, and again, I think I might have touched it. I watched it again, like, last week or something. Yeah. Like, last week. And it's still... Superb. The energy of it is incredible. If you're taking Lockstock, which is very much, a, we can, we can both have the same Uncle. thing, you know. Like, it's fine. I'm going to say Man from. But I think I think it's good to give nods to other films. Like Man from Uncle. The Man, I think Man from, from Uncle is amazing. Uncle. I don't understand how it is so underrated. I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. bold, Ross. I'll, I'll give you that. I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Like from start to finish. And, and, and again, I feel like I feel more for it every time I watch it. The soundtrack is extraordinary. I listen to it all the time. Or we, sorry, Jenny and I listen to it all the time. Yeah, it, it's unreal. It's unreal. And it, it and it, it's going to sound weird thing to say. It's sort of it's better than it has any right to be. Although a lot of people don't think it's any good, so it's just a really strange thing to say. But um, I think it's unreal. What about your worst one? Because I've got two. Uh, my worst shite. one is is without. So I've not seen Revolver and I've not seen Swept Away. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. I can't put either of them on there, but King Arthur, Legend of the Sword was gash. It is, but it's more fun than, and I've put Revolver slash Swept Away because I assumed you were going to pick one of them. No, I've, so I've not seen they're way either. worse. They're way worse than King Arthur. They're way worse than King And King Arthur is hilarious, like hilarious and entertaining. Oh, it's terrible, but I really enjoy it because it's just nonsense and I can, and I can enjoy it. 
Whereas Revolver and Swept Away are excruciating. Yeah. In every way. Excruciating. Yeah, I mean, both, like, I've not seen Swept Away. Revolver's a film that I keep meaning to watch. I did a recently... Don't bother. Literally don't bother. I would say, like, you know when you go through people's film, I feel like I should go through occasionally people's filmographies. You know, go through all of it and sort of do it. Because and Richie's not a bad one because there aren't even that many to watch, right? Like, no, and I, 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 I recently did all these gangster films, and I right. like, like I did Layer Cake tangentially instead right. of Revolver because yeah, it's of it's kind of a right. you know it would have been Guy Ritchie. Well, Layer Cake's a good film. Yeah, Layer, Layer Cake's, Cake's a great really film. film. I, I, I did yeah. like um, Snatch and Lockstock yeah. and Rock and Roller, which is surprisingly still quite fun. I, I was like, is at least is at least fun. It's not. I wouldn't yeah. call it good, but it's fun. I'm like, there's no lead character either. There's no. I, I think Gerard Butler's supposed to be the lead, but there's no yeah. lead character in Rock and Roll at all. No, and so I was like, do I do I do Revolver? Mm. And I was like, no, I'll skip that one. Um, okay, cool. Right, let's, let's pick up the pace a little bit, mm. uh, and yeah, let's go sure. with Stanley Kubrick, your favourite Kubrickians. Easy, Spartacus. Even though it's not really his film. Oh, interesting. It's the only one of his. It's the only one of his films that I like at all, to be honest. Okay, interesting. So I'm, I'm, I'm not actually. No, I have seen Spartacus. I have. That's a oh, lie. Oh, I saw it many, 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 many years ago. Watch it again on a Sunday afternoon. It's fucking amazing. Um, but he was like the fifth. He's like the fifth director on it or something. <laughs> like it's insane. Jesus. Um, my yeah. favorite is Full Metal Jacket. I still think it is a, an incredible piece of work. Um, I think the I, first half is great. I think the first half is great. I've never subscribed to that kind of like, mm. like a film of two halves thing. Uh, I think one it kind of is, but, it, but he literally, no, no, it literally, he literally is. does make it a film of two halves. Yeah. Um, worst? <laughs> okay, so these are two. Now, I haven't seen all of his films. The no, two films either. that I think Very are the most few. underrated, and it's hard for me to say which one is worse A Clockwork Orange which I yep. find interminable, yep. and The Shining. But A Clockwork <sighs> Orange probably takes it for the worst, for the worst. I think <sighs> The Shining is boring as fuck. I think it's really boring. I, I, I don't like I, it. It's almost my favourite of his, almost. I get that as well. I, I understand why people do. And I love that documentary his daughter made about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that documentary, the arena documentary. I think that's amazing. The film, I've watched it twice, and I'm like, <laughs> I just don't care about any of this at all. Yeah. Okay, I get that. I don't know how to. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I'm I'm torn on a Clockwork Orange. I've seen it once. Mm. I don't really want to see it again. I feel no, like I should. I'll never watch it again. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you too. I feel like it's. I feel like it's homework, and I. Yeah. I remember watching it and not liking it at all. So why would I watch it again? Yeah, but yeah. I feel like I should to reevaluate it. Sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm just. I it's it. one of those things where you're just like, I should, but I mm-hmm. just, I just can't. Um, okay, cool. Let's get to Peter Jackson. Uh, my yep, favorite Peter easy. Jackson, The Frighteners. Same. And I'm yeah. not, I'm not, there's nothing else. I could say the two towers, but again, I don't think I need to put films where it's all part of another. You know what I mean? Like, I, just, yeah, I can't. I, I think it's the fright the frighteners. It's frighteners. I can't split, I can't split them out as yeah. in the same way that yeah. I couldn't put one of the Hobbit films as the worst, because I can't really split them out as individual films. I've gone, I've gone the other way with that actually, because for me, the worst one is the third Hobbit film. It's the most superfluous film I've ever seen. What is it called? The Hobbit? Uh, uh, the, the, Hobbit. The, the Battle of the Five Battle of the Five Battle Army. of the Five Armies. Could it literally sat in the cinema going, I don't care about any of this. Now. The worst thing about that film Awful. was I watched Awful. it at the BFI IMAX in oh. 48 frames a second. Oh, no. I and it was just shit. like... Terrible. 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 What, awful, what awful decision they made to do that stuff. I don't get I, that at all. It's going to be the future. It's not. Um, King Kong's no. the worst for me. I, I find King Kong to be an indulgent mess of a film. 
it is, but for Five Armies, it's a worse movie by. You might, I couldn't split them out because yeah. I'm just. I just think they're all just disappointment. I don't blame me. I, I quite like King Kong, but it's not. Mm. But it's, it is. But what I mean by that, it's way too long. But I, I found stuff that I liked in that film. Yeah. No. 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 Absolutely. Mm. Um. Next up, we have Steven Soderbergh. I found this, this quite hard because I didn't realize yeah, how same. few of his films I'd actually seen. I realized. I also realised I didn't realise how much I like a few of his films. Yeah, <laughs> compared no, no, to the it's, other, yeah, there's, there's absolutely his, his his worst one is he, his worst one. At least for the ones I've seen, is really easy. Okay, so really so my favourite is Out of Sight. Mm. I, I had Out of Sight as a choice. So if you're saying that, I'm going to go with the Limey. And I, all all I mean is I put Limey, Ocean's Eleven, and Out of Sight as my top. Yeah. I'm surprised at how much I like all three of those films. Ocean's Eleven and how is they're all different. So it's good. terrific. It's, it's a terrific but, film. It's such fun. But the lime, but the liming is a better, a better film. Like yeah. as a film. Um, and worst? my worst is Ocean's Ocean's Twelve. Ocean's Twelve. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Unbearable. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, Coen Brothers. Yes. This was harder than I thought it was going to be. Hard, actually, hard's the wrong word because <laughs> I'm a bit ambivalent on them. I'm so ambivalent but, on the Coen Brothers. It's yeah, like, but there are, but there are ones that I can say. If you'd have put like Wes Anderson, I'd be like, oh no. Like, oh, you know no, I, mean? like, I couldn't. I couldn't. Similar, because, there's a similar idea here. There's yeah, similar Wes here, Anderson yeah. is like is like all of his films I've disliked pretty much. To, to let me degree. tell you the three. Let me let me tell you the three I've put as my top Coen Brothers films. Go on. Because there, there's actually a sort of a theme. If I have to pick one, without getting weird here, I'd probably say Fargo. Yeah, I picked Fargo. It has a big, it has a big influence. Well, the other two that I put were No Country for Old Men, but I don't like the ending, and True Grit, which was probably one of the best reasons. Yeah, good. Ever done. True Grit's great. Um, Fargo is probably probably the best film. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Worst. Hudsucker Proxy is a great film as well. I mean, I mean, loads of their films are great. I just or fun, at least. Like, yeah, oh, fun, no, no fun, Country fun. for Old Men. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, yeah Oh Brother, Brother Where Art Thou. Funny. Um, I'm not interested. Oh, you're not. Is worst that your worst film? One? I've got no, no, no. I've got two worst films again, and they are they both suck. Go on. They both suck. Intolerable cruelty. Yes. Sucks. Sucks. And the Lady Killers sucks. And the Lady Killers should have been charming and fun and like breezy. Do you know? Even with a dark. Yeah. Sort of so which one are you picking? I thought it was actually, if I have to pick one, it's probably Intolerable Cruelty because it is so sucky. In- intolerable. Um, I, yeah. I, I'm going to be a bit controversial here and say that yeah. I couldn't even finish the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I haven't even seen it, so that's it. I haven't seen it. I've I just was like, Meh. and on the subject of directors, yeah. I'm horrifically ambivalent about. Mm-hmm. Next up is Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. This was sort of maybe easier than I thought. I think we're going to go the same. I'm going to put money that you're going to Similar. pick Blade Two and Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Well, Pacific Rim is completely correct, although <laughs> followed up with Shape of Water, but Pacific Rim is much worse as a film. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, Pacific Rim five, it took, took me five goes. It's like <laughs> giant robots fight. It's like giant robots fighting. How the fuck could that be boring, that. right? Like, right. Again, excruciating. But yeah, Pacific Rim and Shape of Water is nowhere near as bad, but I just didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, for me, Blade, Blade 2, absolutely, even though it's shoddy in places, not his fault. Um, and if I have to go the other way, I'd say Pan's Labyrinth, obviously, but I think but I've I've seen it once and I never did see it again. Yeah, Blade I'm, Two I could watch today. I could play Two I could watch today. <clears> I think that Pan's Labyrinth is overrated. It is no, it, it is, but I see why people would consider it his yeah, I, I, like, I do. gothic I masterpiece. Do. It, it, it's beautifully made. It's beautiful. I never need to see it again. And and also the villain is that the, the the Nazi guy, the Italian. Amazing. Yeah. He's absolutely yeah. incredible. 
But I never need to see it. But, correct. Never need to bother again. Um, Catherine of the Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow this, film. This was, this was obvious and tricky. Uh, yeah, obvious. Point break. Yeah, same. I mean, and I put Near Dark. Near, Near Dark is a number two simply because it's the best vampire film ever made. Near Dark is... Uh, I will put that as an honourable mention. We don't do that very it often is, on this. Point, but, but it's point, it's point break. It's point, point break. break. I mean, that wasn't even a... Easily. It's not like no. that's the easiest of these decisions, right? Like Sam yeah. Raimi, mm, you know, Guy Ritchie, maybe I could have given Snatch, maybe, maybe. No, Tony Scott, maybe I could have gone uh, of Top Gun, maybe, maybe I could have gone yeah. Domino, yeah. who knows, as his best film. Yeah. I'd be mad. No. So, but, if you just but, like, <laughs> but Catherine Bigelow just had to be point break. At worst, this was really tricky. Um, and I've put it Detroit. Was for me too. Just because well, I haven't seen it, it was well, the I film I like the least of hers recently. So for um, me, weirdly, so for me, it's a toss up between two films that are good films, but you're gonna say one is overrated. Is one of them, aren't you? No, 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 no. Okay, good. Strange, Strange Days, because actually, I really like Strange Days, but I don't think I watched it a few years ago again. Oh, what, three years ago, I think, yeah, where, yeah. Uh, three or four years ago, where, when she, I finally heard the commentary, which only goes <laughs> on for fifty minutes and then stops, which is really weird. Um, <laughs> but. But it's really weird. Like it just stops after fifty minutes. Like, what? <laughs> um, and the film, I'm not sure, does hold up. It's a very well made film. Yeah. And uh, but one I think, but one I think that's genuinely overrated is Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. I really I... do. I really do. Hurt Locker. I know I was a bit hot and cold on Hurt Locker when it first came out, but it is a good film. Like it's, it's undeniably a good, film. A good yeah, film. Yeah, very good. Film. I very think tense. Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. And there's a lot of characters stuff in it. Zero Dark Thirty for me, for me, is like her Black Hawk Down sort of. And I think Black Hawk Down is massively overrated, even though I know that there's good stuff in it. Do you I, get that? Like, I fight I don't... you on that one because I don't I know. Think... I get it, but, but I get I get why other people like it. But I just I find it very hard. I, I can't. The only person I root for in Black Hawk Down is you and Brenda. I don't care about anybody else at all. You know, going deaf and stuff. I, I really don't. You know, I should watch it again. Maybe I, I, I get it. I, I get it. it. I, I just think. Yeah. it's I just think it's just. <clears throat> it's very well made. I just yeah. love it. It's, it's very love well made. It, I just love love like, it. So so for me, Zero Dark Thirty really well made. Don't care, and I think it's better. So, last up on this round of Best and Worst for Directors, mm. we have a controversial film director, actually. Um, yes. One who I actually watched a documentary of his last night, JFK Through the Looking Glass. Oh, I want to see that. I really want to see that. Re- Do you know what? For someone that's always been on the fence about this, and I've swayed both ways, I was convinced by his film, JFK, yeah. that it was a conspiracy. Yeah. Then I realised that mm-hmm. JFK is as much of a work of fiction as Star Wars. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. And then, and then, then I've kind of gone the other way. Then I watched a really interesting documentary about the magic bullet that 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 convinced me it was possible. And then I watched this documentary right. last night, and now all of a sudden I'm just like, okay, there is enough. There are enough yeah. questions that I'm now officially on the. There is more to this story than meets the eye. So, okay. so I'm I'm really intrigued, right? Really intrigued by 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 all of this. So so the short version is my favorite Oliver Stone film is uh, I struggle with this a little bit because I've always loved JFK, but like it's yep. long, um, yeah. <laughs> really long. I think Platoon is just such a good war movie and such mm-hmm. an affecting film. So I went with Platoon as my favorite. Good, then I'll go with JFK because I literally had JFK or Platoon. <laughs> so um, it's like. Because okay, I think JFK is a masterpiece. It's brilliant, it's masterpiece. isn't it? It's a masterpiece yeah, of storytelling that, that convinces you something that's complete and utter bullshit is real. Um, JFK and also um, Costner. The last 40 minutes of JFK is Costner oh, talking to you. It's, and it's, it's brilliant. And it's, it's brilliant. 
best courtroom scene. Like yeah. that and the courtroom scene from A Few Good Men are just like yeah, yeah. how you do it. No, I'm glad you picked JFK. Um, special yeah. note for a film that doesn't get much love or recognition, mm. but U-Turn is gloriously I love stupid. U-turn. I love I love U-Turn. No, I love U-Turn, but it's not his best film. No. His worst film for me, and this was not mm. even like, like he's made some shit films. And yeah. When I'm talking worst films of Oliver Stone, I'm also talking one of the worst film, the worst film of that year, and the worst one of the worst films of that decade, um, Alexander. Uh, so I had Alexander, or a film I didn't finish, which was Savages. I've never watched Savages. It's not worth it. It's yeah, like, Alexander was my my first choice as a what the fuck were they thinking type film. I I remember the point terrible actually falling like. Like there's a point where I laughed out loud in the cinema because I was just like, "You have got to be fucking shitting me!" This, this is this is a joke, right? Like, like how long's left of this film? And it turned out there was two hours left of the movie, and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, holy fuck, it's gone this bad this quick, and I've still got to put up with two hours of this bullshit." Also, I'd still want to know what accent Angelina Jolie was doing. I have no idea. <laughs> she I... made up like a. A Greek Irish accent or something. I don't know what she was doing. All of them, man. All of them are just Val Kilmer Kilmer was doing Irish. I remember that. Val Kilmer does Irish. Which is amazing. I mean it has the it has the it has the um the the Robin Hood uh Russell Crowe like twang accent (laughs) wheel of accents, I like to call it, where any accent could be anything at any one time, but certainly nothing that you're actually expecting. Um, well, that was interesting. That was good. Maybe yes, next time, Ross, yes. you could pick the directors. Okay, yeah, I think I'm doing that. Um, because there are there are directors left that we haven't discussed. Um, Many. and uh, yeah, I think some of them are quite hard, right? Like some some of these directors are they're, they're great directors, but man, some of these are quite hard to pick which one you know, you know, best and worst and stuff. It's it's a tough old gig that one. Very true. So, Ross, where can people find out more about you, sir? Absolutely. So, if you look up at Ross Boyask and all the social things, uh, at Evo Films UK for Evolutionary Films, we have obviously, Rambo obviously Rambo's not, Rambo's not Rambo happy about you giving, giving out the socials. Come here. Rambo, come. No, he's just running around. Rambo, he's running around. Um, <laughs> and, um, uh, and then, of course, please also follow at Vengeance Film UK for the exploits of the action film franchise that I'm the writer and director of. Cool. And www.philsquickreview.co.uk uh, for the blog that goes along with the podcast. Uh, check us out on social media, Phil Quick Review on Twitter and Instagram. That's Phil Quick Review, no S, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And we will be back in two weeks, uh, probably, or a week. Who knows? We sometimes keep a bit of a quirky schedule, but we'll be back at some point to talk about more movie stuff. And we're ramping up, Ross. We're getting closer to the end of the year spectacular. We really are. Yes, we are. It's and it's going to be it's going to be interesting right because like this has not been my favorite year of cinema ever um no. but there are some good there are some big films still to come this year so yes yeah, so it's exciting it's everything to play for you know everything to play for so we will be back soon thanks for listening and uh yeah um don't forget to rate and subscribe on all of the things thanks bye cheerio tatty bye tatty bye